Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Talking about this human rights case filed uh, against the province by a group of parents um, who have transgender kids. Do they have a case? That's what people keep asking. Do they have a case? Well, sure, because anyone can make a case out of nothing and get it into the human rights tribunals. The bar is set very low. But I think what seems to be lost in the conversation is the age of the kids that are transitioning. That is what caught my eye. Because the kids involved in this case are all said to be under the age of 13. One of the kids' parents announced that his child had started transitioning in kindergarten. So we're talking about a child aged four, maybe five. I can't even imagine allowing a child that young to transition. I mean, that, that to me is, is a story. How can a child that young know who or what they are? I got a five-year-old. Honestly, he's way too immature. He doesn't understand any of that. One day he's a mermaid. The next day he's a pixie. The next day he's a princess. The next day he, he wants to be a dog. Like he is all over the place. I just let him be who he is. Nonetheless, these parents said that they brought the teachers into this. They played a very big role because they were educating the other kids, talking to the boys about, you know, why boys can wear dresses. Well, that's not, that's not education. That is, I think a lot of parents would say that's social engineering. And that's what I think many of the parents are worried about with the curriculum. It might not be in black and white in that particular curriculum, but it is, in fact, getting taught in the classrooms. And a lot of parents say that's too young. Let's bring Oren Amate into this conversation. Registered psychologist, DocAmate.com is where you can find him. So, um, Oren, you know, we talk about these issues, but that to me, in that one line of hearing that a child as young as kindergarten was already transitioning, is is that you deal with these issues? Is that old enough? This is such a controversial topic, and I don't treat children, uh, but I've been speaking with many of the experts in the field, and you will not get consensus among the experts. What you will get is very many people now terrified to speak out about their professional experiences because they can get sanctioned for doing so. Well, and that's, I mean, I know that there's a very small but very, very vocal um, activist group in this where if you even dare kind of talk about this, you are kind of cast as as the Antichrist, you're, you know, homophobic and all these things. But I think it's important to have the conversation that I think children, and I think a lot of parents would think that children that young are simply too young to understand their sexuality. Oh, for sure. And here's the thing, though. There's two things. One, people will say sexuality is different from gender identity and gender expression. So you're conflating the two. And mm-hmm. they are different mm-hmm. uh, in some ways. But the most important thing that people have to understand, and other than people who are in the field, no one knows this, that the very vocal group that you just mentioned, they are extremely different in every way from the kids that you are talking about, the children who are uh, very early in their gender expression or their opposite gender expression. And these, you know, there's a, th- a thing called the, uh, the Blanchard taxonomy, Dr. Ray Blanchard. 
and he discovered this about over, I think, 30 years ago, 20 to 30 years ago, where he said that these really do seem to be two very different developmental pathways, extremely different um, symptomology, and, uh, you know, the remedies are very different. And it's, so you have these, um, these people who are part of one group, advocating for these people who are part of another group, and they don't even know who they are. Like this, they, they don't represent them. They do not. And I've dealt with many of them online. I'm talking about the, the vocal group. Mm. And I am very concerned about many of the things they're saying, many of the things that they are doing, and the impact or potential impact on children. Because uh, as, as, con- as concerning as having a young child uh, saying that, you know, I'm a, let's say a boy saying I'm a girl, and going along with it and perhaps putting them on a route that uh, will lead them perhaps to sterilization mm-hmm. or to mutil- uh, to mutil- body mutilation. Now, if, they, if this is what's best for them, I don't call it mutilation. If they truly find later in life that transitioning medically, surgically, yeah. is the best for them, I wouldn't call it mutilation. But when, when we have many people coming out and saying, it was the wrong mistake, I ripped off my breast, I, you know, I destroyed my genitals, I am no longer able to have children, Okay, because uh, no one questioned, no one tried to see whether there was a better route to go. That is mutilation. And so aside from these kids, there's another group called ROGD, and I've spoken with you about this before, Rapid Onset Gender Dysphoria. Right. And this is controversial as well, but this is what this um, reckless implementation of social experimentation is doing. So you have a number of kids... Uh, a huge proportion of which, or a disproportionate number of which, uh, have autism, Mm -hmm. okay, or um, have what will be developed into borderline personality disorder. They may have other things like ADHD or OCD, but the fact is they have an identity disturbance. They don't fit in. They feel socially isolated. And now suddenly they're being told in school uh, that this is why you're feeling this way, you know, you're transgender, Mm -hmm. and there's a whole internet community that is there with open arms, and I've spoken with many parents whose kids have gone through this, where they showed nothing like you were describing about these, you know, at an early age, showing any type of cross-gender behavior. Yeah, and and I've talked to those parents. A lot of them won't talk publicly because they get um, attacked, and they're very scared of talking out and speaking out. But, you know, four- and five-year-olds, they do talk about being boys and girls. They, I mean, is that not a normal thing? I mean, children to a certain age pretend they're all sorts of things. And I think it's um, problematic if a parent jumps in and says, yeah, you could be a boy or you could be a girl because they're too immature to understand that. So why can't they just let it go? Just let them see who they are. Yes, and, and that's very important. And again, by saying that, um, you know, people are going to call you hateful, transphobic, etc. But the reality is, they are too young, as you said, to know. My job and as a parent is not to, to tell my child who to be. No, our, that's, our I'm, I'm, I'm there to push them to explore who they want to be, isn't it? Well, our job is to accept them for who they exactly. are, to validate them, to yeah. provide stability, safety, love, and structure. And, um, you know, and you can do all that without saying, yes, yes, you are a girl if they are biologically a boy and pushing them in that direction. And, um, yeah, kids don't develop a stable sense of gender identity between, until about four to five, sometimes six, depending on the child's development. But, you know, you're looking at four or five. So if a child is being told at that age or even slightly older that, hey, hey, don't worry, you could switch. You could become a girl later on if, if they're biologically a boy and vice versa. We don't know, and this is what worries me the most, we do not know 
what kind of an impact that will have on them. Now, if someone was to teach, I mean, I've got three kids in school and they've gone through, uh, well, one of them went through the new curriculum. And if they're being told, you know what, there's all types of different people. We have to learn to be accepting and tolerant and not bully, et cetera, et cetera. I I advocate for that. Yep. Right. But when you start getting into topics that the young child is not able or we don't know if they're able to process properly, this truly is social experimentation. And everybody who's involved should be ashamed of themselves. They are they don't know the difference between righteous and self-righteous. And they are potentially doing a lot of harm to many children. And I don't want to overstate this. But again, until we know for certain what the child can handle psycho uh, psychosexually and, uh, and and developmentally, and psychosocially, why are we doing this without proper consultation and proper research that's uh, not existent? That, well, because everyone's scared to push back. I got to let you go there, um, Doc Amate, but uh, I appreciate your insight into this. Thank you. All right. Thank you. That is what parents, I think, are concerned about because um, there's one thing for a kid to be feeling like that. It's another thing to push them into it. On point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.